You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Bible Plus podcast. Today we are in John chapter 8. And we're not entering into a new section of John. We're still kind of in the first part where we're looking at life meeting the need of every man's case. So we opened up in John talking about the principle of life, changing death into life. And now we're in these these nine cases, or, or yeah, these groupings of cases where Jesus comes to meet our need by changing our death into life. Now, this death is manifesting itself in many different ways. In chapter 2 and 3, it was um, uh, us being moral. So he came um, saying that we need to have a new life. We need to be regenerated. And then in chapter 4, we have the immoral, the immoral woman who needed life satisfaction. And then in 4, we're dying. <laughs> we're dying. We need what? Life's healing. And in chapter 5, the need of the impotent. The, the one who can't, can't handle it, can't, can't do anything. We're, we're bound. We need life's enlivening. And then in chapters six and seven, we have the hungry and the thirsty. What do we need? Life's feeding and quenching. Now, most of us can identify with at least one of these, if not all of them, honestly, of the, these first six. And these first six are, are identifying positive aspects. It's something that, that Christ is to us. It's something that he is. He is the bread of life. He is the, the water of life. He is these things. So, so what's, what's the difference now? This next section, uh, from chapter 8 till chapter 11, we'll see the matter of sin, darkness, or being blind, and death. And these three things will be addressed. But today in chapter 8, we're going to talk about, about sin. So, okay, if you have read this chapter already, this first story is extremely touching. It's, it's describing who is without sin. So we first see that all of us, all of us are with sin. And coming into this chapter, in, in chapter 5 and 7, uh, the scribes, the Pharisees, um, the Sadducees, they all came testing Jesus with everything they got. Everything they got. And then here, they definitely thought they could, they could stumble Jesus, you know, pin him in a corner, um, get him to stumble on his words. So they brought to, they bring to them, bring to him a woman who was caught in adultery. And they put, they put her in his midst. And they ask, they say to him, teacher, this woman has been caught committing adultery in this very act. Now in the law, Moses commands us to stone such a woman. What then do you say? Now, okay, how does Jesus respond? The word, Right? I mean, God's law says that that woman should be stoned, stoned to death. But if he does that, it's contrary to his reason to come. He came as the Redeemer, the Savior. He came to give God to man. So if he had said, yep, you're right, stone her, it would have, it would have just gone against the principle of the reason why he came to man. Okay, but you have to flip it. Now, if he would have said, no, don't stone her, give her another chance, or Let's forgive her. If he would have said that, it would have gone against the law and they would have accused him of being unrighteous. So what does he do? 
Well, Jesus, in verse 8, it says he stooped down and wrote on the ground. This is incredible. I mean, the, the situation must have been super tense. The crowds were drawn around. I'm just imagining in my head. And then what does he do? He, he stoops to the ground and writes on the ground. Okay, the heat is high. Jesus, in this stormy situation, he just, he just stoops down and starts writing. And it, it, there's no evidence of what he wrote. But when he got up, when he got up, he said, Okay, he who is without sin among you, let him be first to throw a stone at her. Okay, so he just, I mean, only God could have, uh, Jesus alone could have answered like this. Incredible. And, and as he says that, after that, one by one, they start going away. The older ones first, because they're wise and they realize, I'm not without sin. They were, it was easy for them to acknowledge, you know what, I've lived a whole life. I, it would be the, a joke if I would say I'm without sin. So oldest to youngest, they left until, you know what, it was Jesus left alone. And the woman there, just waiting. Who is worthy? Who is without sin to cast the first stone? Well, the last one there was Jesus. The one who could strike her with a stone. He had the, he had the right he had the, the grounds because he was without sin to cast that stone. You know what he said? Woman, where are they? No one has condemned you. And she said, no one, Lord. And, and Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. So all those ones, their conscience was pierced. Because though, though they came with such a spirit of condemnation, of testing of Jesus, they realized who they were. They weren't qualified in taking the lead to, to stone this woman to death. Who is without sin? No one. Yet Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Neither do I condemn you. <clears throat> okay, so that's, this, this is incredible. This just proves that all are with, none are without sin. All are sinners. All of them went away except Jesus. All of them. And this sin is in each of us. And in verse, in verse 44, I'll jump around a little bit, but in verse 44, it talks about sin coming from Satan, the, uh, the devil. And it talks about him being the liar and these lies being the sinful element of Satan that have actually gotten into man through the fall in Genesis with Adam and Eve. And then through that entering into us, we have become a brood of vipers. Jesus says, there were broods of vipers, children of the devil, of the old serpent. So, devil, the devil is the source of sin, yet none of us are without sin. And actually, in verse 34, it said that we are slaves of sin. Whoever commits, what does it say here? Truly, truly, I say to you, who, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. So, we're slaves of sin, and the result of sin is death. In verses uh, 51 and 52, at the, begin, at the end of 52, it says, If anyone keeps my word, he shall by, by no means see death forever. And at the end of 52, If anyone keeps my word, he shall by no means taste death forever. This sin, it brings us to darkness. And that's why I, uh, earlier on in verse 12, he mentions that he's the light of the world. And he who follows me shall by no means walk in darkness, but have, have the light of life. So we have sin. Sin brings us into darkness. And darkness brings us into death. The result of sin is death. Okay. 
So, and actually you can even prove that with Romans 5.12. Death passed on to all men because all have sinned. It just connects that death comes with sin. Okay, and then now that we know that we all have sin, how do we solve this problem? How? Well, okay, right away, the only one who didn't cast a stone. Sorry, the, the only one who was without sin and also did not cast a stone was the man, Savior, our, our incarnate God, Jesus Christ. He was without sin. Without sin. He was qualified. But you know what? Though he's qualified, he did not lift a stone against her. And actually, according to John 3 earlier on, he was lifted up as the bronze serpent. Identified. He became sin on our behalf. So that for us, he would die taking the punishment and the judgment that we required by our, our sinful nature, our, 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 our own death. He judged that on the cross. He judged that he was lifted up and, and judged. Thus, because he went through such a process, he is now qualified. Qualified to forgive man's sin and what? Be able to set man free from the slavery of this sin. Y'all, we had those pairs of six things at the beginning, moral, immoral, uh, dying, impotent, thirsty, hungry, and all their needs were met. Well, you know what? We're all slaves of sin. Look at your, look at your situation, your past, your history, maybe even today. Don't, don't be too hard on yourself, but just realize we are slaves to sin because we are in the flesh. We have the flesh of sin, the body of this death. But you know what? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God himself, is qualified not only to forgive us of our sin, but to free us from the slavery of sin. He's the only one. I don't, in human history, there have been people, uh, Confucius, Buddha, these different religions that have come about, uh, even, even philosophers, Plato, they can't save us from our sins. They can't save us from our problems. They've tried. People try. But there is only one. There's Jehovah, the great I am, who can save us from death. And he's able to save us from the, save us from the result of sin, which is death. So everyone, I'm so encouraged by this chapter. We can identify with this woman. We can identify that we so often are found in darkness. But you know what? We're not stuck in this sin, in darkness, and in death because Jesus Christ, the Savior, our Redeemer, God himself brought to man, <laughs> brought into man. He's the one who saves us. And he frees us from within. So this isn't an outward work. Uh, we don't have physical chains on us, but inwardly we're slaves to this sin. And so how does he set us free? That brings us to the next point. How, do, how does God in Christ save us free or set us free? Sorry. Well, at the time of our regeneration, God in Christ as the life-giving spirit has now moved into us, has become one with us in our spirit. And he's dwelling in us. And you know what? He is the light of the world. Not in the sense that he's just, you know, shining in a general way, but no, he is shining within us. He is light. He says, I am light. God is light. So what does he do? He's shining within us and this shining of him living in us is setting us free. And this takes time. It's not a fast thing. It's it's not like, actually, this light came into us just like that. 
We were enlivened in a second, but it is not that simple to be freed from sin. It's, it's gradual, whether it's your temper, um, temper, uh, your, your greed, your, your coveting, your lust, whatever it is, you can just fill in the blank for your situation. It takes time and you can't fake it. So we need a heavenly treatment of the divine life as light to shine in us. And this shining, it doesn't just, just kill the element within us, but it actually infuses God as reality into us. How does he free us? Well, actually, um, let's see, let's see. In verses uh, 31 to 36, something incredible is shown. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. This is on the UT Tower, everyone. If you are a UT student, you walk by this every day. I know you may not be walking on campus that much right now, but when you do, there is a, there is a verse, the speaking of Jesus on, on our campus. And it says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Okay. What is the truth? What is, what is reality? That, that word truth can be translated as reality. Well, I'll tell you what, that truth, that reality is Jesus. That is the Lord himself. And I'm not making this up. Let's, let's have the word interpret the word. A few verses later, in verse 36, it says, Therefore, if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. So if the truth sets you free and the Son sets you free, the Son is the truth. He is the reality. And this Son, who is the, 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 the reality and the life, is living in us as God dwelling with man and in man, this is incredible. That's how we're saved. That's how we're freed. So everyone, I just encourage you, come to the one who is light. Come to one another and, and enjoy the light together. Get into the word. Pray. Sing. Don't dwell in the fact that you're, you, you are slaves to sin. Don't dwell in the fact that you, you, you fall again and again and again. But realize God in Christ as the Spirit is light. And he is life and he's shining in us. And this shining is infusing us. It's killing the, the, the sinful germs in us. And it's enlivening us. So everyone, come to the light of life. This is the I am who has come to man uh, to be life to us. The I am, the one who always has been. This is Jesus Christ, the one without sin, who can come and free all of us who are plagued, and bound, uh, bound by sin, he sets us free. This life sets us free. So let's go ahead and see what happens in the next few chapters um, with, uh, with darkness and death and seeing how this precious Jesus and his principle of life can meet our need by changing our death situation into life. All right, everyone, you have a great day. See you next time.